The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Well, they're going to have an epic crossover at UFC 284 when featherweight champion Alexander Volkanovsky takes on lightweight champion Islam Makachev. And what better way to get ready for that epic crossover with a little crossover of our own. Hello, everyone. Welcome. A little bit of a UFC 284 preview. You know me, Luke Thomas, Brian Campbell, the two hosts of Morning Combat. Did you say this is the best crossover since Iverson got Jordan in 96? Remember that? He did get him, yes. Yeah. Thank you for the interruption. <laughs> yeah. That was totally unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. And joining me on the other side here, we're actually in their place, so I can just be honest. This is MK in the UK. This that, is really this happening This is right. right this now. is the, the gentleman from MMA On Point. We have Alex, who wants me to call him weird names. I'm not <laughs> going like, to call him. He's like, yo, call me by my uh, by my Fortnite tag, Bhagavan. And I'm yes. like, you know, I'm like, you, I'm like, you can eat a Bhagavan of dicks. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, so... No. That was good. I like And that. at the end, Jason. Jason can I say your last name? I don't know. Hartley. Yeah, Jason Hartley, yes. Jason, uh, you guys may not know this from his accent, but he's actually from the States. Yes. Yes. So how very, I said this earlier, how very American of us to land in London, and the first thing we do is meet up with another American to talk about, well, I guess not really American things this time, but uh, gentlemen, how are you? Very good. Yeah, yeah. really well. Thank Glad you for to be having here. us on. Yeah. Ready to break down this shit. BC, you ready to do this? This is what I live. Is this for. where I tag you in. <laughs> this is where I hang out with British men. This is my, this is my jam, right? Yeah. Uh, well, of course, UFC 284 goes down uh, on Saturday. Huge pay per view in the sense of the main event. Real quickly, let's start, Alex, if we can, mm -hmm. with this criticism that Islam Makachev had made about like I thought there would be a little bit more promotion. Neither is a pay per view attraction. The numbers don't support that, but it is number one versus number two, which Dana himself, even though he couldn't name Islam. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, with my own recall challenges, I'm not really mad at him about. But I get it. It didn't look great. Uh, I bet you he knew Slap Jesus' name. He probably did. Yep. Your assessment of Makachev's complaint and whether it's valid. I mean, in some ways, you can you can see how he feels, right? I don't think that they've particularly made an effort with a lot of the previous pay-per-views to do anything other than the ordinary sort of set of promotions. But that being said, there is more hype, I feel, building during fight week. That's typical. But there, this is, again, like two guys on win streaks that we have not seen since Mark Kerr for, for Eagle of Chanchin back in Pride. Dude, these guys know these the shit out of them. three combined yeah, win streaks right now, which is absolutely insane. It is literally a fight that only happens every freaking 20 years. Mm. And there has been no effort to even sort of promote that angle of it. Yes, it's pound for pound, number one versus number two, which is great. But where is the historic, like, 
momentous build up behind this other than the standard ordinary stuff there really isn't anything i can't point to anything so i will say this mma on point does a really great job with you know a lot of different things but one of the things you guys really excel at is the history of things mm -hmm. and how it ties together and yeah some of it's just lists like top five guys this but a lot of it is sort of the significant parts of the sport and so you have a keen appreciation for it i i wonder this is we've we've made this is not a new criticism of ufc they're good at many things they're not good jason at their history right they're not good at Telling it, sharing it. They're, they, their they're, history began when Zufa purchased. Yes, but what I mean to say is they're getting better at it, and I think they are trying to get better at it. It's still not a strong suit. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at the the Rock announcing that he was going to do the Mark Kerr documentary, and, and the audience had no clue what yeah. they were even talking yeah. about. Uh, when you look at the Hall of Fame every single year and what that looks like, it feels just kind of like an add-on. Tom and I went to one of those a couple years ago, and uh, yeah, it just kind of felt like a thing. That felt like it, they were obligated to do. And when you went, you were, yeah, I think it was Michael Bisbing and Rashad Evans. I think it was that year. Yeah, there was an earthquake during Rashad's speech. Literally was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was coming over from L.A., and you felt the tremors, and it was really strange. But, At first, uh, we were all like, Rashad, you probably just licked a toad. It's really, you know, it's really just a <laughs> euphoric feeling, but it's not actually. Then it turns out he was right. That's been you very know? Solid, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, you would like he to did see. Not that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people talked about trying to do like a world tour. I, I'm a little bit more, uh, I guess, harsh on the idea of like, okay, so what are we actually talking about in terms of promotion? So, what would you actually prescribe? And so, some people would say, oh, they should do a world tour. Honestly, I don't know how well this would do no. in, like, New York. you got to have talkers. Probably not that great. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in terms of trying to do something a little more the week before, and especially with Dana and all of his different things, he couldn't remember Islam's name, all that kind of stuff that you guys just talked about. But uh, I do think it is a little more difficult than that. But we could definitely meet in the middle, and they could be doing something. Dana yeah. White could be doing ESPN interviews, like something on the air to actually get the word out about this event. He hasn't really done that. He's been distracted. They could have gone to Russia. They could have gone to Australia. Like, that's a, still a world tour. Imagine swapping those two at different press. That would Fun have been fact, I think huge. they did last week, and there was almost no press on it. Oh, It was wow. just like almost no one showed up. Right. right. Well, okay, then. Well, no, no, the earlier, Alex, I had asked you if we should maybe help out Dana and go on our own recruitment mission of uh, slappers. And then you were like, well, that's a very different <laughs> meaning in the UK. So, it does, you know, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware of that, Luke. Yeah, slappers. Women of the night. You're, <laughs> Probably you know, you're post-Marines, like, like you know, it's not blow just women off weekends. And, you know, it's just women in tight dresses that fall out of bars. Oh, know, so. all right, all right. That's, that's how they start. It's a gateway drug to the sex <laughs> trade, though, at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Right. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> done uh, look, Jay, do you think it's, you have a firm grip on history. One versus two pound for pound as selling it, it's sexy. This fight is sexy enough. Like, you almost don't need, even though Islam's right, you almost don't need a crazy thing because it's sexy enough to the hardcores. But is this really one versus two pound for pound, or is that a convenient... Is that a convenient mm. label to Islam? Does he actually like? Look, I I agree that if he dominantly beats Volkanovski, he will have a say for number one. Like you know, you can make the debate that he's your new number one pound for pound. It would be an incredible leap after two wins. But is he really number two pound for pound right now in your eyes? Yeah, who would replace him? Uh, you know, because Usman lost. Is, is he, he lost? lost? Yeah. All the guys that you would have put in there, and Ganu just left. He's gone. Jones hasn't been around. It's kind of a weird time. Yeah, I would say. I mean, Jones is probably the number one of all time but he hasn't really gotten active yet. He's supposed to be soon. 
I don't really know how to answer that question. Yeah, in terms of who would you put in place of that? Sometimes it does feel like that. Like every time Aldo would fight, he was all of a sudden the number one pound for pound. All of a sudden Burrell would fight, he was yes. the number one pound no, for pound. Never forget that. But he was put. Danny used to push the bear yeah. hard on us. He used you know, to love Burrell. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different uh, ways that you could perceive that, but this feels genuine to me. It feels like they're actually one and two. You could have made the argument with DC and Jones the last time that they fought, yeah. but DC had lost to him in, what was it, the beginning of 2015? So there was a bunch of arguments that he wasn't number two and that there was a, you know plenty of other people that you could have put in that spot. So it was really the number one versus someone who fell kind of down the line. So in terms of this, yeah, I think it's legit. I think it's actually one and two, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you don't have to talk Luke into this fight. This guy loves Volkanovski. It's a great fight, though. It's a great fight. What do you love most about it? Um, the style matchup is very, very interesting. Obviously, we've not seen Alex fight a wrestler really since Chad Mendez, who was able to complete a bunch of takedowns on him, sort of initiating the double and then chasing the single, cutting the angles. Volk got back to his feet. He had great hips in those situations, but Mahachev is just a completely different beast in that area. I do think on the feet, Volk is going to have a lot more success than people think. The speed at which he enters and exits, the speed at which he level changes under shots. And, you know, Islam's much more of like, I'm just going to bang a two-piece combination at you. I'm just going to throw hard and move forward or wait for you. And I think Volk is just going to dance around him and be way, way quicker than him on the feet. Ooh. I mean, I think Volk's probably the best striker, you can make an argument, the best striker we've ever seen in terms of his ability to assess threats, counter, draw attacks, set traps. He's on another level. And if Islam can't actually get him down or keep him down consistently, I think Volk's got a pretty good chance of taking this fight. Wow. Well, Hot take. It's a pretty it's a pretty decent summation, but the one thing that I just don't see a lot of conversation about, I think I would generally share your assessment, um, certainly as a positive case for Volkanovsky. But the issue I sort of wonder about is what his power will look like mm -hmm. because it's not transformative at 145. He does have no. the stoppage over Mendez. He got some other ones too, but yeah. like against Holloway, who has a rock chin, the best chin ever. Okay, according to MMA on point. Okay, and video, I'm like, not saying he doesn't beat the fuck out of guys, mm -hmm. but it is accumulative in a yeah, sense. True. Okay, he's going to go up a weight class. We saw when Cormier went light heavyweight, heavyweight, his power really showed through. Will we get that from Volkanovski? I don't know. And if we don't. That's another problem for him to solve because then he has to outstrike uh, Islam over the course of the full distance, and that's resisting all that wrestling and create, creating separation the whole time. That's tough to do if you can't fully discipline them with power. I agree. But he does have knockouts at the higher weight classes he's fought at. He used and to play rugby at 215. Rugby they do league. say that. They do say that. Proposition as well. I think the power is, is an interesting point because we know Islam hits hard, but... When he's got, like when he dropped Oliveira, that was when Oliveira was literally landing mm -hmm. after that flying knee, perfectly timed. And he didn't even mean to necessarily time the, the, the lead hook. That was just off the two, three. So I don't know. I feel like Volk's, it, the accumulation of damage, Islam's not really been hit that much. So we don't even know how he'll react when put in those situations. And there's always been a question about cardio with the pace of their wrestling assault. In those longer fights against, like Moises, he was really able to pace himself. But Alex is going to put it on him and keep the pace high and force him to constantly either react to his sort of non-stop offense, his feints or his feints, or get the chain wrestling going. So I think the power might at some point cross over with potential fatigue from Islam. But again, it's all kind of speculation. Wow, really. no one ever says, I'm going to go in there and fatigue the guy from Dagestan. But <laughs> Islam did say that he wanted to do the same thing that he did to Oliveira, to Alex, which is to drag him in deep waters. But that is where Volkanovski has always sort of thrived as well. He's tenacious. He never stops attacking. His ground a pound is like ferocious if he ever gets an opportunity to execute. So I don't know, man. I think if Islam has the game plan, he's going to drown Alex. I don't, I don't know if I see that happening. 
It if, really depends on how the grapplers match up. If I could interject, out of the entire office, I think you're the only one who's picked him. I Minus picked the green yet. hat guy. Hold on now. Yeah. What about this Habib factor, Jay? Is it is it much ado about Abdul Manab's kid carrying on in the in the path of the of the you know he was Jedi like his father before him, but now he's not going to be there in Islam's corner when Islam needs him most. Ooh, is that an overrated narrative? Are we not respecting Javier Mendez? Yeah, ridiculously overrated. Because I mean, you consider what happened with Gaethje and Habib, and that was probably at the worst time in that guy's entire life, you know. And he came out and performed like. Uh, like it probably helped him even, you know, I think for guys like this, it probably means a lot to carry that torch forward and say, all right, in their absence, I'm going to continue what they wanted me to do. In my opinion, I, I agree with a lot of what he's saying. And you and I were talking about this a little off camera, Luke, it's just like, why does weight cutting like really exist? It happens a little bit in the stand-up striking sports, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you guys can talk about this way better than we can as, you know, boxing aficionados. But I mean, like, Compare the amount that boxers and kickboxers cut as opposed to MMA fighters and actual NCAA wrestlers and the like. It's a totally different ballgame. Yeah. And I think that's the the biggest reason that weight classes exist. I mean, we saw with Izzy, what did he weigh, like 195 yeah. when he fought Jan? Yeah. He didn't care if he made weight because he thought they were just going to strike the whole time. Yeah. Turns out they did end up hitting the mat, and it probably you know bit him in the ass a little more it than one. Yeah, that's true. But at the end of the day, this is like... In the, in the nipple, to be fair. <laughs> Something <laughs> bit him there. Look, I just, you know, I just I observed things. I, right? I, I like the argument, and obviously making a strong point, but what about Craig Jones? He's been training with Volk all this camp. Yeah. Is that enough time to turn it around? I mean, Volk, don't forget, he was a wrestler. He started as a wrestler when he was a young guy. I'm pretty sure he run, won an Australian title somehow. It, it doesn't mean that much, obviously, but it's not like he hasn't been wrestling all his life. No, but I think what Craig, Craig can do some wrestling with him, situational wrestling. Like if you're in this very particular situation where yeah. you might find yourself, they can do situational wrestling. But I think what Craig, Craig's an interesting one, right? Because Craig is, if you like, and all the jiu-jitsu guys are like this, but Craig is very much like this. Dude, he's a big-time trap setter. Mm -hmm. Big-time trap setter. And uh, I wonder if they might be giving Volkanovski some options where if the wrestling fails, what are some options from underneath yeah. where he could initiate something just to get a scramble? Yeah. Because you, you you have to like Volkanovski's... What, 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 okay, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, hold on. Yeah, am I not allowed to watch and you know okay. and observe and be excited about what's happening? The, what's, the exchange what, what of analysis among grown men? What is that face? <laughs> Uh, delusion because I slept two hours on the plane last night, but happiness because... He, was, he does this weird smile where it looks like he's trying to hold in a secret that he can't. <laughs> and uh, you know a big explosion is coming after that. Oh, I just wanted to be clear about that. Yeah. Okay, but the point about... What was I fucking talking about? I uh, Peter the North Star. Peter North Star. Yeah. yeah, no. So, so Craig, so Craig Jones... Explosions? I don't know. Yeah. like that in polite culture in the UK, right? It's it's a little saucier than we're used to back home. Yeah, right? sure, it's fine. No, it's all right on YouTube. <laughs> no, no, you, can, you, can edit the, you can edit this. Out. Don't talk to the people. This is our show. show. Look at yeah. look at our producer. He's like, dude, what have I done? You can what say the done? famous c word here. You can get away with a few things. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. Which c, which uh, c word? Which one? Anyway, Craig, Craig Jones, I think might be giving him a bit of an option. Mm. If the wrestling fails, and there are probably going to be circumstances where it does, can we initiate attacks from? All kinds of leg entanglements or whatever uh, to create scrambles to then get to our feet, get to get to Islam's back in the scramble. Yeah. I, I wonder if that might be a component here. Like Volk for his build, 
he's very quick. So in those scramble situations, he'll have that speed to, to, to bridge up, to get his hips moving. Like that's an interesting element to like, I feel like Volk's game is how, how quick can he be in those scramble positions? But at the same time, Islam might just hold him down and keep him there and Alex cannot do anything and he just gets handcuffed and just dragged back down against the There are the cage. a lot of people. You know what I mean? Look, more people are going to pick Mahachev to win for obvious reasons, but I think there are a lot of people in this space that I talk to online, whatever, who believe that Mahachev's going to like kick the shit out of yeah. him. Like, like stop him and like, just dominate him. One-way traffic. I don't believe that, dude. Alex is too smart, too good at footwork. Could he spend some stretch on his back? Yes, but dude, he showed me so much in that Ortega fight, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How willing, how, how, and it's not just the toughness, it's the ability to keep his head yeah. in, in chaos. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's levels to that skill. I mean, you gotta have that to a certain degree to, yeah. be, a, to be a championship level fighter. Right but. back on the offense as well afterwards, right? And to your point earlier, you're talking about the Chad Mendes fight. I looked at the total amount of time that he was down on the mat that was only 45 seconds. Yeah. And at one point, he had him in the back. You know, it looked yeah, like he was back. going for a rear naked. He got out of that situation. And that was so a scramble, yeah. bridge from the hips. Like, yeah. And that's a much different version of who Volkanovsky is now. Yeah. I don't think anybody could really do what Chad Mendes was able no. to do. Yeah, in this whole idea that's like, well, he got taken down by Ortega. It's like, fine, fine. If you think that's the guy that's showing up at 284, you're very mistaken. You know, Alex, it's an interesting spinoff question, but for Ortega moving forward, it really has nothing to do with 284, <laughs> but the breakup with Tracy Cortez, I mean, oh, they mate. did buy a house together. <laughs> do you mate. see good things or bad things for his career now moving forward? I think forward ultimately, us? based on his interactions with people like Halle Berry, you know, Ortega's a player. I think he's going to be fine. He's going to get on with his life. He's going to go back to tapping people out with triangle I think chokes. he's a player. Not just in the bedroom. And he also crushes a lot. Ortega's in a weird yeah. spot, dude. Poor Ortega. Yeah. Okay. Dude, you give me the vibe sometimes. Of like, You know how Michael Bisbing used to do a podcast with a comedian and a bunch of fighters <laughs> would do that? Louis sometimes, J. Gomez. Just, yeah. yeah, Louis J. Gomez. Sometimes you give me that vibe just like in the middle. It's like, oh, time for a joke. Just pop one in there. Yeah, because, mood. It's good. It's, it's I like my, it. I like my entire it. existence with him as family guy. You just be walking around. It's like, remember that time you stepped on rakes and then you had to eat a bucket of scorpions and then <laughs> you're just down a rabbit hole for no reason? Oh, yeah. They give us awards only for your analysis. I call. Uh, I, okay. That's yeah. the only reason. You it's, know the, what I'm it's the Brian Campbell grenade. He just rolls the grenade in the room and just waits for it to go off and then just takes so, over. Uh, similar to you cutting through first class on the plane last night, just just, just filling up your dungarees with, uh, with you know with assassinating the, those people yeah, next yeah, to me. Yeah, that's, great. that's uh, great. All right, let's talk about the significance here real quick. Then we'll get to the co-main event. Jason, if Volk wins, how big of a star does that make him? It's really hard to say. I mean, uh, we've heard the reports. It's going to sell more than Connor and Habib. By the way, in Australia, New Zealand. Uh, yeah, but say, that's reports. not fucking true. Mm, I mean, it all. wouldn't be a pay-per-view yeah. week if Dana's like, we've checked the social numbers and it's trending our best ever. Like, I will say uh, this. In Islam, Australia, New Zealand. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but very quick, sorry, let me just sorry. add on. Islam did get a little bit of juice after that win over Oliveira. Yeah. His popularity took a turn after that for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, last I looked at that video, it's like 3.3 million views of the free fight that they put up like mm. last week. So, yeah. I mean, that's a ton of exposure. Yeah. I mean, I think it does a lot for Volkanovski. Uh, it's really hard to say, man, because unfortunately what sometimes happens in this sport is the best guy doesn't always get all the attention. You know, you, you do see that over time it builds. But, I mean, Anderson Silva took forever before yeah. he was able to start selling pay-per-views. GSP did it pretty quick, but he had a whole country behind him. You know, sometimes you just have these attributes that come along with you. But, um, yeah, I'm not 100% convinced. But I think from the hardcore fan community, I think a lot of people want him to win. Mm -hmm. Like, people want him. 
Like I've probably heard that more than anywhere else. It's like a 80% decision in the head for him, but you know, it's probably going to go the other way. You know, it's like that. He's almost too nice of a guy. You know, there's not really anything polarizing about him, which might in some way play against him. Right. He never really talks shit unless anyone else like steps to him. He always talks about how people can't bully him. I don't know if that like is necessary to be a star, but like, I don't know, if he like crashed his car or something, you know, there might be <laughs> some more media headlines, you know? I will say, like, normally I try to make a debate because I think the, you could, there's two different five fight stretches in John Jones's initial light heavyweight title reign where I'm like, that might be the best consecutive five wins mm. in terms of like level of talent, dominance, all that. I'm not going to extend this to like, is this the best eight fight stretch? But Volk is in the midst of not only a, what is it, a 12-fight UFC win streak, an overall 22-fight win streak. But this last eight fights, Mendez by stoppage, three wins over Holloway, Ortega in a crazy fight where he showed us how tough he is, dominates Korean Zombie. If he goes up a second division, beats a guy who's in the top two pound for pound, like... That's the that's the key question for me on, Dude, on he a macro becomes, level. He becomes Mount Rushmore conversation. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. is he legitimately yeah. in the upper room? The the top yeah. five guys. Dude, he, in the if he goes and beats too. Islam, and everyone's gonna have a different list, but at that point, true or false, Volkanovski would be in the conversation for a Mount Rushmore fighter. Well, well, whatever, whatever, based on his skill for level, me it's one thousand percent. Yeah, but like based on his popularity amongst the general fans, that's a different question. Yes, that's a different yes, question. Yes, yes. Okay, but to, to counter level, that, I, I already think he's the best striker. We've Mount ever Rushmore seen. level is is crazy. I mean, we are talking about John Jones, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, maybe Fedor, maybe Demetrius Johnson, like. Mm-hmm. You know, Habib, maybe. We're talking about, like, Jose Aldo. Like, this is a rarefied club, and some of those guys aren't even making it. Won't people say, hey, Islam was great against Charles, but the only other kind of elite win he has is Dan Hooker, so... I'm sorry, I... dude. You go up a weight class, and you beat the guy that fucking just no, ran no, I, over Charles I'm not Charles saying... Uh, yeah, but you're talking about Mount Rushmore. So there is... there is. You know what I mean? Like, does he really get into that group? Okay, well, if he can beat Islam Makachev, right? Here's yeah. a question for you. If right now Volkanovski can beat Islam Makachev, who at 155 can he not beat? That's another fair point. And those eight consecutive wins would be... Dude, I mean, there's three, that guy. there's three wins over Max Holloway in there, including one where he dude, battered... the last one him. where he... Like, I hate to, Again, I keep hating to say it. Dude, he dummied Max in the last one. Oh, yeah. Max yeah. was lost. He was light yeah. years ahead, yeah. man. Uh, and I think that was a sobering moment for him and his team, you know, because they're smart guys, but that was... That was bad. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, I don't know if you guys want to, we don't. We'll do predictions at the end. So sure. let, let's if we can move to the co-main here. A fight that I even said yesterday on social media. I'm surprised at the lack of not buzz but just chatter. Yair Rodriguez fights Josh Emmett for the interim featherweight title. Of course, there's implications if Volk goes up and beats Islam. He says he's going to defend both. I find that to be nonsense. I, I love Volk, but no, that's not going to happen. He will want to, but the promotion... He will want to, but like yeah. an injury is going to happen, and then you know, it, you can't. It's just not possible. Yeah. It's too difficult. So, he's going to pick one, which makes this one kind of interesting, especially with Max Holloway fighting Arnold Allen pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But sticking to this fight here, Alex, Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett. At its core, what is this fight about? Um, well, you've got a like a wrestle boxer against a long range kickboxer. I think what's what's quite interesting is that Yaya is so unique in that division. Like, there's not many guys that have a kicking base style at 145, and you kind of 
he struggled with wrestlers previously, but if he can negate that, he has so many tools that a lot of these guys don't have. And he can give so many guys problems. I think Josh Emmett's in for a real long night if he can't at some point initiate some kind of takedown because he ducks, he stays low, he pitches hooks and overhands over the top. And Yair just runs around you and just kicks the shit out of you, basically. On the feet, I think Josh is going to have a really tough time. He's an alpha male guy. They like to get on the inside, close the distance. So for me, one thing is... it could be the final ascension of Yair Rodriguez which we've been waiting for for a long long time you know we never got that as a beat fight which was the only two guys with that similar style yeah. so it'll be nice to see if Yair can actually get to the level that was kind of predicted like Mexican champion etc and then Josh Emmett like the not really a journeyman but a guy who's been campaigning for so long but oh, man I don't know I just love the style matchup and I, I think Yair is gonna have a lot of fun I think he's gonna have a lot of fun letting those kids be a lot of blood in that fight yeah a lot of blood you know we talked to Emmett at length and we had him on room service diaries and it's Mm -hmm. just like dude he's just like this is my style and I'm going out there to walk right in front of you and grind and take what and it's like he had to pour out so much of himself to beat in particular Cater and Bergos and those two great close fights but really the whole run it's like he's just Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles Chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details just peeling off another layer every time yeah, and, man. and Dude, again, he, he was losing the michael johnson fight before he came back and to win Ooh. this Thunder. fight against this guy he's already telling us like yeah i'm gonna go and like he's gonna like whatever he's gonna pour he's out gonna whatever have a real tough left. time catching him i think unless he catches him the one thing I'll, the one thing i'll say is i i i think that's probably right but josh emmett packs a punch yeah, yeah. he doesn't need to hit you many times Ooh. to cause serious problems yeah. and he just lunges into them too yeah. you know he gives everything he's got well. you know yair i think is in every way the superior striker and the more i mean it, the windows are there is what you're trying to say yeah and, the it, exits. and the problem is it's like while i can envision a scenario where rodriguez is better for long stretches of the fight Dude, one of those things yeah. is can steal a round, mm-hmm. obviously cause a finish, uh, any number of that create future difficulties, swell up an eye. You, I mean, you name it. He's just got dynamite in his hands, and um, it has carried him to this point at a bare minimum. To, yeah. to the other point, though, he takes a lot of damage as well. Yeah, which he just fully accepts. He's like, yes, it's 
I go into these yeah, knowing they're going to be bloodbaths. This guy's going to slice him up. If you carry that exact same mindset, yeah, and you're man. not looking to shoot a lot or establish that threat, and you're just looking to walk in and throw dude, to he's going to get. So it's future thinking. Both fights have to play out. But if Volkanovski respectfully loses to Mahachev, comes, stays at featherweight, still the champion, as much as I, I'd love to see Josh Emmett's story complete because I, I respect his journey, oh. a potential of a Yair Rodriguez versus Alexander Volkanovsky fight at featherweight for the title, to unify that title, that, that gets me up in the morning, mm. Luke, okay? I don't need a, any pills. I could be wrong about this, but I think the only double champ ever to actually go back and defend after winning the second belt is Amanda Nunes. Nunes yeah, Nunes. And there's an obvious reason why featherweight doesn't really exist. Cormier didn't go back down. No, he didn't he go back down. He at heavyweight, but he didn't go back to Yeah, yeah. He, he basically <laughs> abandoned no he everybody that's gone well, didn't up. He, didn't he in succession defend against Vulcan Ozdemir and then... That was before. No, then oh, up. then John Jones in between. Yeah, that was January, and then he fought in July yeah. against Stipe the first time. Oh, Stipe. Dude, they're on that shit. And then, he, and then, then Derek Lewis at the end of that year, right? Yep. Yeah. In, yeah. The, in New York, yes. Yeah, they that's, saved that's that the card. famous sneeze and then threw his yeah, back, back out. out. Yeah. 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 And then he fell off the chair at the press conference yeah. as well. And everyone was like, oh. You know, some people, you know, I love DC so much, but I'm, but I'm also willing to fat shame him. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair, but, but you know, he, he's really enjoying the afterlife, and I got I got Applaud do, him on do, that. do you guys have Foot Locker here? Yes, we've got Foot Locker. Do I the do. Foot Locker uh, employees do they have to wear clothes like a ref? Yeah, they, 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 yeah. They, BC yeah. BC makes fun of Daniel Cormier when he well did. when he was dressed <laughs> like a ref in that WWE match. BC, BC <laughs> did not. They did Some not. Match. B, BC had a lot to say about his weight. I just want to point that out. I didn't, but BC thought it was. DC is my favorite interview of all time. Uh, okay, let's sort of talk about the possibilities here. He likes the Rodriguez fight. I have to tell you, I think either way it's great. Mm. But sticking with the Rodriguez one, it would be huge for UFC. I brought this up a million times, but it is relevant. Danny Segura has talked about it. You could have a year where Brandon Moreno just won. You could have three more Mexican champs. Now, that's yeah. unlikely, but it is certainly on the table. And yeah, obviously, sure. these are very, very you know talented fighters. Boy, I, for, for uh, a guy like Yair, who has been kind of this prodigal son in certain mm -hmm. times in his career, to come back and get that, that'd be to have two Mexican champions at the same and time. Isn't Irene Aldana going to fight for the title? Yes, maybe. And Grasso as well. And so is Grasso, dude. So oh, you, you, yeah. could, you could do it, is possible. You could get four Mexican champions in a year. For a community that has been as rock-ribbed in boxing as Mexicans, to get a little bit of that in MMA would only be good. Yeah. Right? So we have an historic moment, an opportunity there for the UFC. Yeah. Do you have any comment on that, Jason? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think it's uh, kind of a sleeping giant in the MMA world that really hasn't been tapped into. They tried so hard with Cain Velasquez and going to Mexico City, and that ended kind of tragically <laughs> with, with uh, yeah. you know, C-level Cain jokes yes. and all that stuff arising. By a Brazilian from... who spoke better Spanish than him at the yeah, time, which is kind of weird yeah. yeah yeah he showed up like a month before got Absolutely. himself acclimated to the altitude and Kane was just like uh no I don't have any cardio and his name was cardio Kane um, yeah, in terms of it, I mean, I think it's absolutely massive. You know, we've thought about even, you know, just for instance, looking at our own metrics, translating what we do mm. to a Spanish-speaking audience, and that's always been one of the ones that always stands out because there's such a large demand for it. Yeah. The kind of things that, you know, I don't know if it's true, but Combate is always claiming that they're outperforming things like Bellator and PFL. I don't know if that's all really true, but I think the audience is absolutely there. 
And uh, Moreno's done a really great job, but to have another person right next to him, I right. think would be huge. Jason, when Massive. you were growing up in the States, did you flip through the channels and come across Sabado Gigante <laughs> on the uh, on the Spanish-speaking wow. network? Could you say that? Mo- oh, oh, wow. <laughs> did I gringo that? Sabado Gigante. <laughs> <laughs> they had women on there when we were like little kids. It was like watching the Benny Hill show, right? Caliente. That was the one. Yeah. Caliente. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, the one. <laughs> you have to watch El Gordo y, y La Flaca. That's the one you have to watch. You ever seen that? Uh-uh. It's, the, it's, it's literally what it's called. It's a fat dude and a really hot woman, and they have a variety show together. It's ridiculous. Uh, all right. Neither here nor there. Getting back to this, for Josh Emmett, here's a guy who has – we talked about this when we met him. Great he, guy, by the way. Great Super guy. great guy. Yeah. But, like, you know, no, I mean, not a guy who's gotten a lot of lucky breaks. Mm-hmm. And one of these guys who kind of reminds you of the Teddy Atlas quote, like 25 minutes or 30 minutes to make life fair, yeah. whatever the quote is there, he seems like that guy here. Jason, what do you make of his chances? And then if he does succeed, he becomes the interim champ, which means he'll get pay-per-view points. And he sub- I mean, it would be transformative for him. What is the real upside for him, too? What's, what's, what's possible here for him? Oh, man. Well, I mean, you guys were talking about everything earlier with his ability to get knockouts. I would say he probably has the best two knockouts. In featherweight, period. You know, we have Connors over Aldo. That's a big claim. That's a lot. Dude, Can you back that up, Tennessee? I mean, come on. Where are you going with this? Yeah, let me uh, pull out the In tank. terms of, like, how spectacular they were? Just sleeping them dead. Just absolutely sleeping them dead. Michael Johnson, you, Con- you mentioned one Connor of them. Connor over uh, Jose is probably number one, right? Yeah, but he popped up pretty quick. Kind of, you know, like, yeah. they were, like, stiff as a board when he knocked him out. Like, uh, Michael Johnson was, like, a yeah. tree trunk falling over type kind of knockout. And then you look at that left that he landed on Ricardo Lamas, like, that is probably the best ever at 145. It might not be These the most consequential. Knockouts, yes. It yeah. might not be the most meaningful knockout in the division ever. But I mean, uh, in terms of a chances, his chances rather, I think um, I definitely lean more Yair. You know, I know we said we were going to wait for predictions, but. I think he's definitely got a chance at any point in time. The Michael Johnson fight, I think he was down and they were in the third at that point. I mean, this is a guy at any point in time who can do that. And in terms of what it means for his career and what that, I mean, that would just be such a huge projection. Because, I mean, just think about all the storylines in this one right now. We just got done talking about how overshadowed this fight already is. Mm -hmm. And he's probably the most overshadowed aspect of it. Yair's become quite popular, I would argue, over the last couple years. Josh Emmett has had these weird little stints where he's been in and out. Like you guys said, he hasn't had the most luck in life. But if he can take this opportunity, in my opinion, what is the best main event? Probably they'll make this entire year, John Jones and all that aside. I mean, I, I would rate it over that because I do believe it's the number one and two pound for pounds on the planet right now. Okay. So um, if he can get a win. And if he can steal that stage and he can do something spectacular, I mean, talk about stealing the show on this show. It's mm. a really big deal. Massive. It's a huge deal, yeah. He'd have to bleed a lot, though, to get that. I don't like either of them, their chances against Volkanovski if that's what they're up no, against. They both got... Yeah, like, yours got a different quotient, different element in here, though. He's yeah. a little bit more dangerous. Yes. But the wrestling would be the, the game plan for Volk in right. that situation. I mean, yeah, coming off the Makachev fight, you would imagine he would be ready to go. Correct, yeah. Dude, um, something happened in the loss to Max where, like, Yair became absolutely legit, where he used to be, like, a firecracker, a, almost a liability at times. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was so up and down, big promise, didn't follow through, like, just... Dude, something happened. Even though he lost that Max fight, he just put it together that night. Like, that's a win in disguise. Again, he's he's got so many tools that nobody's got in that division. 
you know, he's like his ability to chain his punches, his kicks together. He's got a, he's going to leg kick Josh all night. He's going to throw straights and then bang the body kicks behind it. It's all on on Josh to time either Yair on the, the exits after he's thrown the kicks or to slip and roll under those straight punches where there aren't kicks behind them where he's decided to initiate at like the boxing range because that's where all Josh's knockouts come from when people have exchanged with him or where he's slipped on the inside and come over the top and like everyone he has knocked out have all been boxing with him really and I just think Yair's number one not going to engage in that especially not early and then everything else that comes around it I don't know it's a, it's a fun fight it's a great style I'm glad it's actually. five rounds yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. I mean, people are like, the interim title sucks. And they, I wish you could do it without the interim title. But it does confer some modest but important benefits. One of them being, of course, it's going to be for five rounds, yeah. which I really like. I wonder if the flying knees will come into play because Josh sits so low. That's my mm. X factor. I'll say this. Uh, yeah, here's going to leave his feet probably more than once yeah. and for a variety of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure. he, is, he is always a firecracker yeah. that way. It's, a way it isn't, it's not an unfair way to describe him. It's just not a complete way. No. Right, no. that's the only issue. Hey, notice before we started filming that, even though the, the rest of this card pretty much blows, except for Jack Della Maddalena. Mm. This guy, Alex, is really excited about another matchup. Luke. Well, he's he's not telling the truth. I mean, this I Jimmy like Crew, Alonzo like Menafield fight? I like it. It's going to be five minutes of absolute hell and war, and they're going to just try and knock the bejesus out of each other. That's a fun Why fight, would you yeah. not want to see that? Uh, it doesn't do much. I mean, I'm not saying it's a terrible fight or anything sure. like that. Just Why are you against fun? Well, you know, it's fun's a little... It's a great way to open the card. This is actually a planned intervention. We were faking the whole analysis leading up to this point. Real quickly, Jack De La Maddalena, mm -hmm. Randy Brown. Uh, you got to love this one. Ooh. Huge contest for both of them. Randy Brown has been on a quiet but important win streak. Yeah, Four it, in a row, right? Four in a row. Yeah. And some of those he squeaked by, but yes, four in a row. And Jack De La Maddalena looks like the future of welterweight. Three first-round KOs in 2022. Yeah. And just has, I mean, Perfect. great boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Great boxing, gentlemen. Please tell me what you love about this. Great one. body too. Real, well, I mean, yeah. like his his execution of uh, <laughs> no, dude. He's he he works out he's, like he's they all do. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, but he's he's, he's your type. <laughs> That's not necessary. No way. I think he's we'll got like offline. The, one of the best executions of of technique within the any division right now. He's so precise with everything he fires. It's such a fun fight. It's almost similar to uh, Yair Josh, but I feel like if if you took out Josh Emmett and put Jack De La Maddalena in there with his ability to close the distance and to, like, when you throw jabs, he's moving forward underneath them all the time. I, I feel like he has the tools to close the distance on Randy. And Randy doesn't threaten a lot from the outside with, with big, dangerous weapons. It's not like Yair where there's power behind the kicks and the, the head kicks are coming in there. Like, they're vicious. It's touching. It's front kicks. It's, like, snapping straights, but it's a lot of jab, jab, pouring. And people who double jab Jack De La Maddalena, he just gets right under it, steps in, bangs you with a straight right. And he always stands um, opposite stance. So if he's fighting a southpaw, he'll go southpaw. If he fights an orthodox, he'll go orthodox. So it helps him close that distance down the center. And I, or put Dude, the, he cuts put the rear hand, He's on top of shit. Put the man. rear hand over their jab. So I think, uh, I think Jack's going to slowly pressure him back to the cage and I don't he probably might get it done within a round I think he doesn't need I was going to say Randy way. Brown has a he is good but he has shown a propensity to, uh, at times to be uh, pressured backwards yeah. either for wrestling purposes or striking yeah. he can get he can get corralled against a guy like Jack De La Maddalena who uses corralling so forcefully yeah. as a part of his game. And against Jack, if you for one second start to shell he'll just unload on you right. he's just like right no mercy By the way, eight punch combination great body puncher yeah. Great body punch, yeah. Jack De La Maddalena. Yeah. Um, by the way, I think I've detected Jason. Have you as well? He's. It's still early, but I'm noticing that Jack De La Maddalena has a bit of the hardcore fans' blessing as oh, yeah. like our guy. 
Have you detected that as well? Yeah, 1,000%. So um, at the beginning of the year, I always do like a prospects list, and I threw him on that. But part of the reason is he was just so inescapable. You know, I, I just put out a tweet, and there were so many responses for Jack Della, Jack Della, hmm. over and over and over and over again. You really get kind of a sense of what the fan base really likes. And, yeah, in, in terms of this fight, I don't know, man. Uh, I think Randy Brown has, obviously, the reach advantage. I think he has, obviously, the what well, you would presume the ground advantage because we've seen him look so gr uh, good in fights in the past. But, I mean, Ramzan Amiv tried to take down Jack De La Ma Madalena, and he just absolutely couldn't do anything there. He was able to get out of that, and, like, it was literally, like, 30 seconds later. Our guy Ameev was out. He was done. It was over. And you want to talk about the Dagestan flavor, that's where Ameev is from. You yeah. know, he's literally from Mahashkala. So um, I think he looks really great on the grounds. I think he's going to get right back up. He's going to pop back up just like Volk will, uh, or <laughs> people hope Volk will. I don't mean necessarily in fights, but it, he would in most fights. Uh, yeah, so I think this is uh, really going to be a showcase performance. I love Randy Brown. I think he's fantastic. But I think this is going to be a showcase performance for this guy in his hometown for Jack Dylan Mallow. Yo, they know their shit, Luke. They do their homework. And they had some reindeer games for us and you know, I was I was I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> they knew us. They they knew they knew her, you know. That right. would have been fun, you know, Russian relax. Hey Luke, real, real quick, rate that tat uh Alex Forum edition. What are we doing? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm so confused. <laughs> Those are tremendous arm tats you got there, Alex. I was just trying to shout you out, all right. So you're t I haven't seen a tie yet. That was nice. Yeah, I mean, I got a bunch of shit. Oh, I know these ones. Yeah. Um, all right, real quickly, let's do predictions. Let's go around. Main event, what do you got? I've got Islam. Bye. Yeah. Uh, I think it would probably be some sort of decision or strangulation. So l we'll just say it's going to be an RNC Somewhere in round between, three. Probably, yeah. Put your money um, where your mouth is. Well, I guy. picked Islam the other day, but I'm just going to pick Vogue because Look, I, 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 I hate predictions. Call him by his gamer name. I, I, was it doesn't matter. Dungarees make that's shit it. Shit. Yeah, that's what exactly right. I, I never make. I don't like predictions, but I'll I'll, I'll go Volk. Volk. Yeah. Bye. Decision. Yeah, I also don't like predictions, but they make me do it. Yeah. I keep trying to tell I them. Agree. It's like none of us have any fucking you idea. Break it what down it's as much as you can. That's, that's what a lot of people not, say. Not fucking one of us. Before Woodley Till, no, exactly. But for fun, uh, I haven't made an official pick yet. I've kind of put myself. That's on the what spot. I mean, dude. Like, just like I I'll like... probably go Makachev, but mm. yeah, by decision, I think Alex, yeah. Alex can fight to the finish. Yeah. You yeah. same as you. Yeah, Makachev by decision. Okay. Come in, Jason. Um, I'll go with Yair, and we'll say it's a stoppage in the second. Ooh. Yeah. Let's Jesus. say it lands a head kick. Let's go for a fun one. That's that's not a bad that's not a bad prediction. I'm gonna go Yair. I don't know. I reckon he could finish him. I'll say Yair by TKO, but it probably I think it'll be a bit later. Yeah, um, by like yeah. cuts and shit. I'm gonna say uh, yeah. TKO three or four with yeah. the accumulation four, of everything. Okay, yeah. Yeah, a stoppage win in the late fourth because just there's so much blood. <laughs> dude. Is everyone here a De La Madalena guy? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think he's gonna get it the done. big Jimmy Crew guy. Good Jimmy Cruz had a crazy four fights, yeah. dude. I don't like the mullet. I'm not a big. I'm not. I don't. Ironic or otherwise, I don't. The other Luke's got a mullet over there. Well, I mean, look at him. He's wearing I a mean, hat. <laughs> I can't tell if he dressed this way or just found these clothes. Uh, 
Luke, we, you know, we fit in well with these blokes. <laughs> oh, yeah, come on. Come back. I thought the British were like all about this banter, whatever y'all call it. On the it. train right over, Luke's like, you think they're still sore about the Revolutionary War? I'm like, dude, they're like, like you gotta, you know, just like let I it wasn't go. On the, let we it didn't go, even take know? the train together. <laughs> dude, the cab fucking ride I took here. I mean, I can't believe I, I wasn't obligated to just give him my fucking ATM card. I mean, <laughs> it was so expensive, but okay. Uh, gentlemen, it has been great to do this with you. I am so glad we made time I, for I it. I enjoyed it I'm a so lot. glad you guys invited us. MMA on Point is doing really incredible things. Uh, if you're an MK fan, you should be an MMA on Point fan as well. And it's, uh, well, I mean, they just do so many, they do breaking news in certain ways. They do documentary beer styles, pong. lists, beer pong. Uh, you guys have live programming as well. Um, you got an impressive studio, multifaceted. I mean, it, it smells like a young English boy, but you know, I got past that pretty, pretty quickly. You know? All right, I don't know what that smells <laughs> like. I don't know what that means, Dave. <laughs> That's a little awful. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Tom and Zach working behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Said, by the way, they made us up. feel great. They, they brought us in, and so what we'll do is you'll be highly disappointed and wonder why that you ever invited us to begin with. But if you make your way to the States, we'll return the favor. We'll get you guys into our studio, right. which is um, the equivalent of in a, being in a... What? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, cut it, cut it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I, I can't, we can't tease? When did teasing become... They call it bullying. I don't know. That's what happened with it. Uh, but that's Jason, that's Alex, I'm Luke. That's Brian Campbell. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy UFC 284. We appreciate oh, you. Oh, and Alex, where can we where can we catch yes. you streaming? Oh, twitch.tv slash Balian. And then just youtube.com slash MMA on point. Yeah, MMA on point. That's right. Some of the best stuff that is in all of MMA media right now. How, go, J go Jason, oh, that... fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to close oh, the show. Sorry. I will talk offline. All right. <laughs> we'll chat. Bye, we'll guys. chat. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.